What's up, everybody, and welcome to Two Old Souls, the show where we talk about the movies, the shows, the music, the people, and most importantly, the memories that keep us young. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and with me, as always, is Andrew. How you doing, Andrew? I'm doing it well. You're doing it well. Very good. He's gonna. He went and did it, and I, I almost said how, how party on Gar, party on Wayne, party on Garth, just as a reflex. So that was that's what happens when you talk too fast. <laughs> I was listening to some uh, LL Cool J. Earlier, oh really so. okay so uh we're gonna start off a little di- things a little bit differently today uh we wanted to try and bake a little bit more uh, audience participation into the show so we got uh before we get into today's topic we have a little bit of a mini discussion uh this comes from our instagram in which andrew posed uh what was the question that you asked so here here's a little background on that i was um I don't know what I was doing, but I'm like where I'm sitting in my garage is where I usually, you know, do everything virtually or recording. Anything I do is right here in my seat. And to my right, I think it was during one of my classes, but to my right, I have a box of all these VHS tapes. Double Dragon from the 90s with the guy from Terminator 2. I forget his name. Uh, Um, Robert Robert Patrick. He has two first names. He was also in uh, X-Files. He played John Doggett. But yeah, that's the uh, that was a VHS tape at the top of the thing. So I snapped a picture, um, sent it to Michael. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think your response was, oh, brother, or oh, Lord. Something yes, like that. it was, oh, Lord, yes. Um, and I said, you know, I love this shitty-ass movie. Cause I really, <laughs> li- I really like um, bad movies. So I just took to, in- took to Instagram and said, um, who or what's your favorite shitty movie? Yeah. And I put up that picture of that VHS tape, and I said, this is Andrews, and we got a couple um, people to answer. Yes, absolutely. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, so um, we're going to be trying to do little things like this in the future. So uh, feel free to give us a follow at Two Old Souls Pod uh, on Instagram. It's actually the same for Twitter, too. We got a link tree now. That's new. A lot of shit has changed in the last two weeks. Yes. Uh, so it's got our YouTube page, our Instagram link, and our Twitter link all in one. And thanks so, for um, like mm-hmm. giving us the views, too. I appreciate yeah, that. It's very, very motivating. <laughs> To know that even if people are just signing, checking it out for a few minutes at a time, but maybe the new year will bring this shit straight to your ear holes in audio. Who who knows? Yeah, and, uh, feel free to slide in the DM or the comments yeah. and just let us know what you would want to hear from, mm-hmm. from your childhood. That'd be Absolutely. great. Absolutely. So let's get into it. We for don't, sure. we don't, yeah, <laughs> we got, uh, we got three responses here. Um, so first off, um, I'm going to do a little bit of Instagram name, dro- name drops too. Cause that's always fun. Uh, so nice. first off, uh, we have beats, uh, said her favorite shitty movie is the room. Uh, you're tearing me apart. Watch it. Hi. L M A O O O O. A lot of things came off during that laugh. <laughs> have you, have you, I mean, I've, I assume you've seen the room. Okay. I think, I, I don't know if you can like be like a re- Bay area slash San Francisco resident and not have seen the room. I saw it not too long after it came out. Um, oh, wow. It okay. was on, it, got it on, on the ground. It was, not a, got it on the ground floor. Okay. So like, you know, early, early teens, you know, I'd, you know, we spend my, our, my summer vacation at home. So, you know, I'd watch IFC. I don't remember what grade I was in, um, but definitely early teens. So I might've just started high school, but it was on IFC and I was like, I didn't, I didn't get it. I was like, what the fuck is this movie? But <laughs> it, it, yeah, it didn't bother me, but I, it, nowadays it kind of bothers me because everyone likes it so much, but hey, whatever. 
It became, yeah, it's sort of, it's, I mean, it's this huge cult thing. And I mean, yeah. I definitely got swept up in the fever a few years ago when the disaster artist came out. I think I went to two of those midnight showings where they throw all the spoons and there's all the prompts mm. and people riffing on it. And, you know, I got, I got a little bit of an ego boost because I said a couple things where people really like laughed and <laughs> ate it up. But then one time, uh, I think the second time, my girlfriend and I, we actually met Tommy Wiseau, which was super surreal. I'm like, I didn't really feel like it happened. I felt like I was meeting like a, like a really advanced robot or animatronic or okay. something. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, it's pretty, pretty surreal shit. Yeah. It's like, I put it in the category of like a Napoleon Dynamite. Oh Maybe yeah. That, like that kind of, if you like that kind of stuff, that's perfect. Yeah. Where like every line of dialogue is like a potential meme or something. Else. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I think that's just like perfect for how that um that humor has kind mm-hmm. of uh, tiptoed its way into our that's culture. That's true. That's true. Um, it, I think that maybe why it had a big resurgence is like, hey, did you guys ever see that movie The Room? It, like, or someone mm-hmm. made a meme, whatever the fuck. I don't know how mm-hmm. it became famous or how they got a documentary made of it, but um, good for them. It's, for sure. Again, just again, just proof that. If you do it right, you you fail upwards in life. <laughs> like, That's what Kevin if, Smith says. If the stars align, <laughs> yes. I mean, depending on who you are, it doesn't hurt if you're like white, but whatever. <laughs> hey, um, open sesame. Mm-hmm. All right. So open next sesame. we got a Trom. How, how do you pronounce Marta's Instagram name? I always because I always say like a Trom like like coleslaw, but yeah, that's what I yeah. that's what I get from it. I, yeah. I picture a coleslaw dish. Yeah, for sure. And she says her favorite shitty movie. I have not seen this one, but I remember the poster very vividly. Uh, Ghost Ship. Have you seen Ghost Ship? I, I might have seen it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I remember the opening scene. It was pretty dope. Mm. Other than that, I, I don't know what the movie's about. It's probably a, a haunted ship of some sort. Go figure. <laughs> but that's probably all you need to know. Uh, this is if, very. If, if wait, if <laughs> M Night Shyamalan made it, then it's not what you think it is. No, definitely. But I don't not. think he made it. Definitely not. I, I watched, on a similar note, I watched The Haunting a couple weeks ago, like two, three oh, weeks God. ago. That movie sucked. Yeah, it, it does suck. <laughs> it just puts a weird taste in my, I think the scariest thing about it were like the cherub statues, but those things just always, I can't really explain it, but cherub statues just put a weird taste in my mouth. They kind of like, just the sight of them make me want to like throw up. I, I just remember that movie being on HBO when I had it like illegally. Channel um, 3, everybody had, it, H- everybody had on. HBO. Channel 3, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, and uh, another cat- another movie in that category that I think like also kind of sucked was 13 Ghosts. You ever see that oh. Yeah, Mon- I did. With Monk and Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah, and-, I was, and Matthew Lillard, I think, is in there too. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking shitty movie. That was, yeah, I feel like, did Todd McFarlane have something to do with that movie? Because all of those characters just looked like, remember when Todd McFarlane had those really grossly detailed action figures a while back you remember that he had like he had a, he had sort of like his own like toy line or like a toy manufacturer well or whatever. i mean i have my uh i have my computer right here i could look it up todd yeah. mcfarland figures it just has that aesthetic of like body todd horror figs body horror is like not really my thing but you know that that movie actually oh, predated stuff like guy. saw yeah all right all right <laughs> I like his stuff, but I think my response to her that was to that uh to her response was um not Iron Man. No, <laughs> that's uh yes, I know that is a an oft debated subject for you too. So Iron I Man, just... I think, also has a cameo in um 
mystery man if you didn't know uh the pms avenger oh we're gonna get oh my god iron man spoiler we got it we're gonna get there we're gonna get there uh lastly jim lastly jim's the two says his favorite shitty movie is the super mario brothers movie which very good poll i have not seen that in years i would love to watch that again i hope they still have a copy left over at amoeba I just watched that again, and I, when I read that, I felt like I just got like punched by a triple G in the stomach. <laughs> I really like that movie. So, but well, no, you, you just said you like, yeah, it's like it's not great demonstrably, but it is fun. Like, abs- yeah. absolutely. For, if like, I really for me, loved mm-hmm. Super Mario, it'd, it'd be I'd call it a shitty movie. Yeah, like I love. I mean, I know. I think it just so happens we're on a little kick of shitty '90s uh, superhero movies, but. Uh, for me, it's Street Fighter. I love that movie mm, okay. so much more than I don't. I don't really think it has the same amount of love that a lot of other shitty movies do. But I think it's. I think that people are really sleeping on it, and I hope that people check it out. I never really gave it a chance, so because I never got into Street Fighter, so I feel like if I mm-hmm. liked Street Fighter, I might have appreciated it the same sure, way as I sure. did Mortal Kombat. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I was super obsessed with Street Fighter as a kid, so to just know that there was a movie of it, mm-hmm. I almost didn't care how bad it was. It was pretty okay, great. Yeah. It just it uh, just felt like it just felt like a shitty it felt like a shitty GI Joe ripoff in live action. Well, that's how I felt about yeah. Double Dragon for sure. Sure, yeah, a very very Saturday morning cartoon. Dude from Party of Five, isn't it? Oh, he totally is. And uh, the Brandon Lee doppelganger from the Crow TV show. I was going to say, oh, yeah, that makes so much. He totally has the face for that. I was just going to uh, he, say. He's... He did play the he did play the, the Eric Draven in the TV version of the, <laughs> the Crow. Oh, wow. That, well, he's also half white, half Asian. He's actually, but he's half Filipino. So oh, represent. We'll, we'll, we'll take that. Yeah. Thank you, Mark Tacoscos. He, uh, yeah, it's full representation for me. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> All right. So let's get, thank you so What's much, his birthday? everybody. I shout him out. Mark DeCosco? <laughs> Shit. Oh, we'll look it up. Jesus Christ. That's oh, not important boy. right now. I'm okay. Just, I was going to say, I got, dis- I got distracted. Let's get rolling. Let's roll. I think we've, <laughs> we've I'll look it up by myself we're, sufic- right now. we're sufficiently warmed up. I, this is the, when the giggles kick in that's when you know it's time to uh, i'm surprised shift, you remembered his name i didn't know i didn't know his turbo. first name was <laughs> i didn't know his name was mark but yeah <laughs> oh hey mark oh i saw him uh he fought he fought uh i saw him recently in john wick 3 he has like an unreasonably long fight scene with keanu reeves so that's why it's okay that's fresh it was fresh in my mind so uh, so well, february 26 19, mm-hmm. 1964 he's the same age as my dad same birthday as my cousin nice oh shoot okay so um Oh, there you go. There you go. The- There's Mark Tacoscos <laughs> for you. So let's get right into it. Uh, so today's episode, we are going to be talking about the 1999 superhero comedy Mystery Men, um, released August 6th, 1999, uh, directed by Kinka Usher, written by Neil Cuthbert and Bob Burden. Um, this movie was made on a budget of $68 million and only grossed 33.5. Uh, million so in I get it colloquial yeah I, in colloquial circles it would be referred to as a flop um flop. we got so we have a couple of folks who wrote in on instagram as well uh with comments and questions uh so firstly uh, dj just theo um wrote the last movie i ever watched at tanfran in the downstairs downstairs haunted theater uh which begs the question mm. how did you how did you discover this movie or how did we each discover this movie where were where did we first see it you know um you want to take it away there 
Well, when I was texting you, I my dates are getting a little mixed up because I think I know I saw it in theaters, but I don't know if it stuck with me until like the next I don't know few months because I saw my cousins and we were talking about it. He had um he might have had the novel. Uh, I I don't recall for sure, but I remember us talking about that movie a lot. Um, but I didn't realize I really liked it until I I don't know until maybe I talked to you about it. I was like, oh really? Would, I think we would quote it. And I was like, wow, I'm really saying a lot of Mystery Men quotes. I didn't realize I, didn't... I, I knew that movie as much. So my introduction was, yeah, when it came out, I saw, okay. um, saw it with my family. I bought the VHS at Blockbuster. I still oh, have you did? VH. Yeah. I had the VHS too. I, I wish I'd kept it because I always I liked the... I, the... I don't know if I have the, the case. Mm-hmm. I, know I, have the DV... I know I have the VHS, but I got the DVD. Uh-huh. And I side note, I think this is like another movie to add to Ben Stiller's like really good movie Ab- list. Absolutely, um, yeah. If you want to do our little, our little, uh, our little make-believe um, Sandler versus Stiller, I think this is like this. This, this he would get this. Yeah. This point. Um, this is up there for sure. So we yeah. will definitely get to that part before I get. I got a little bit ahead of myself, so I'm just gonna rattle off the synopsis here. This is kind of from my own memory and also what I read on IMDb and stuff. So the elevator pitch of the movie is um, after Champion Cities. Beloved hero Captain Amazing goes missing in action. A group of amateur ragtag superheroes with very questionably um, fantastic powers, very below average powers, have to team up and fill the void and save the city uh, from Casanova Frankenstein, which is a sick-ass name for a, for a supervillain. And so that's pretty much what you're in for. It's a ensemble superhero comedy. Um, my first... Yeah, actually, similarly to uh, what DJ Justio said, uh, my first time seeing this was actually right next door at the Old Century, uh, Old Century Theater. My dad worked just a few blocks down from there, and I remember he took Old me Century to see Theater. it. The Plaza. Yeah, yeah. I just shot a music video there. I just yes, I did see that. Uh, that made me. I thought it was really good timing. Like I always get really nice. nostalgic seeing that old, uh, like marquee board where you know they would just slide the letters into place and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my dad worked just down the street, so I remember him taking me to see this after he uh, after he got off of work one day. And you know, honestly, I don't. I think the biggest draws for me to see the movie, like my ends, were for two people. Um, so it was the fact that Kel Mitchell was in it as the Invisible oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah. So I was, of course, a I huge agree. all huge all that fan. Good Burger, Keenan and Kel, all that. So I was like, oh shoot, he's in a movie with adults. This is weird. Mm-hmm. And also, I was really into I was really into Pee Wee Herman at the time. So to see that Paul Rubens was in it, my dad was like, "You know, that's Pee Wee Herman." I'm like, "That guy with the pimples, like, mm-hmm. that's crazy." Yeah, uh, someone pointed that out. To, I think my mom yeah. pointed that out to me, and I, I, it disturbed me. But it was funny. yeah. We will get into that somewhat. Um, another uh, another friend of mine, three X Stan. Uh, said no questions. Just make sure you talk about the spleen for at least ten minutes, which I'm sure we will <laughs> when we get to there. Um, yeah. So, and I he think has it's a movie. music. Yes. Yes. So he yeah, he gets a pretty sweet needle drop. Um, so this movie has just always stuck with me. Um, I think you know we'll definitely just talk about all the. There's just I feel like there's just so many weird little pockets and little deep dives you can do about this movie so we'll kind of just see where the you know i think i would like to talk about the kind of just the characters and just how the whole movie kind of works as a whole 
I, I I could see why the movie didn't do so well. It's it was kind of marketed for kids, I would say, but it wasn't really. I would, it's not really a kids movie. It's a very peculiar no. thing. Yeah, I was reading, I was watching it, and I'm like, this isn't really like there are adult kind of adult sensibilities, but it's not rated R. Nobody says fuck. Like there's barely any cursing. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I think when I left the movie the very first time, my favorite character was the bowler because that was like the most violent character okay. they had. And, you know, like, you as know a kid, kids, kids like skulls and shit. Yeah, yeah. and they like, uh-huh. you know, destruction. And that was mm-hmm. like the time where yeah. you would just see destructive shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, that w- that that's why yeah. the bowler stuck with me. But um, as For I sure. got older, everything else was like super funny. Yes, I just, I, yeah, yeah we're going to touch touch on all that shit so yeah this this movie came out in a really interesting time so again i'm seeing the dates here august 6 1999 um this was like maybe just before maybe 10 months before the comic book movie became sort of this oh we can make some money off of this shit Mm -hmm. this was after you know batman and robin but before after like blade. i said b- before yeah after blade but before x-men before spider-man yeah. so it was this weird in between time um so i'm really curious as to who like who the intended audience was for this like who they yeah, were hoping to really market it to you know i would say teenagers yeah i would yeah for sure i mean you get sort of the star power in terms of like ben stiller was really hot at this point mm-hmm. this was right after something about mary and, so he and that, got pretty mainstream off of that. And that, like, you know, late 90s time was a little more of a anti kind of attitude. Yeah, um, for sure. So I think this was maybe targeted to, like, a younger adult. Yeah. Um, late or maybe mid-teenage audience. I, I can't say it was um, directed at elementary school children. There was there um, was a very – there's a very sarcastic Gen X yeah. sensibility to this movie, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, For sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, you know, just a couple things about, first off, like, in terms of the look, of, I, you know, watching it again, I thought the look of it was really cool. Just a quick little shout out to the, the production design. I just put that it's like kind of the Schumacher, Tim Burton, Gotham meets Blade Runner meets like Hong Kong and Tokyo. There's blimps and neon all over the place and there's signs and signs are all in English, Russian and maybe Chinese, like Mandarin. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting, like what the the vibe they were going yeah, for. Yeah, it's um, I mean, white two K. That's very true. Futuristic. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to really um put a label on that like look, other than just saying, for me, white two K or year two mm-hmm. millennium or future, because mm-hmm. I feel like that was really big at that time because of the, just the years, just the dates that we were in. So, yeah, we were, and I think there was a yeah sort of a cynicism. There's a very, it's a very, it's a, as much as there is like kind of a hopeful and sort of plucky, uh, scrappiness to it. There's also this kind of cynical undercurrent that's running down, down the movie. Yeah. So I think maybe where we can kind of just go through it next is just, you know, you want to just kind of talk about the characters and and stuff like that. Cause I mean, this is a movie that really lives and dies by its characters. Like that's really why I watch it. I really, yeah, I realized yeah. that I would totally watch a movie if it was like this movie. It's, I think it's actually kind of the first superhero team movie. Like I said, it predated X Men, um, unless you count like the really shitty Fantastic Four movie that nobody saw. Uh, At least to my memory, I think this is the first time you actually see. Do you count like, Power Rangers? I mean, 
I guess you could, but it's really just like a kids. That's still really just like a kids movie and, and whatnot. And sure. Yeah, but we'll we'll Power Rangers. That's a solid solid pick. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that'd be mm-hmm. a conversation for another time. Are yeah. the Power Rangers technically superheroes? I would say mm-hmm. yes, but maybe some folks would say no. Um, and I'd want to hear. I'd like to hear that debate. But absolutely, um, I th- we're, sure. we definitely got we got a Power Rangers episode in us for sure. Um, but yeah, these are all just for the most part regular people who are trying to sort of better themselves they might not really have what it takes but they are trying either like they're really trying to transcend (laughs) their somewhat uh mediocre or conventional circumstances and make something of themselves and you really got to give it up for that so let's just start with like i said the guy who's on the front of the front of the poster um mr furious played by ben stiller um and i here called him shitty wolverine because if wolverine is the best that is best he is at what he does mr furious is just the worst is i think it's so funny that i i feel like they made his hair that way on purpose oh it had to be you know it had to be the first thing you notice Uh the whole movie his hair is Uh like perfectly just up that's a really good point i hadn't thought of that so (laughs) so this was i want to say this was really just kind of peak Ben Stiller. This is everything I love about Ben Stiller, distilled into one character. I mean, as much as I love the really broad, cartoony stuff he does between, you know, like Heavyweight Zoolander and Dodgeball, my favorite Ben Stiller is the really sarcastic, insecure, try-hard kind of characters that he plays. Like, uh, I really like Gaylord Fokker. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of my favorite Ben Stiller characters, but he could also push the line of, like, kind of being... I don't know about corny, but maybe a little irritating. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the whole thing. You know, at the end when they're trying to piss him off on purpose, Janine Garoppolo is like, you, you know, you try to say pithy things, but your wit is a hindrance. <laughs> so therefore, nothing is provocative. It's just mixed metaphors. <laughs> that's her. That's her whole humor yeah. too. Every movie mm-hmm. she's in, that's like her. Mm-hmm. That's her. That's her shtick. She's great. Yeah, um, and I would I would say he is of the of the characters in the movie. I think he's the most. He's the one who kind of wants it the most, like, you know, because these guys, you know, the the core trio of the movie, um, Mr. Furious, uh, Blue Raja and uh, the Shoveler, they're all trying to kind of follow, ride the coattails of Captain Amazing, who Mm -hmm. basically is he's just like this, like a whole nasty. He looks like a NASCAR racer with a jetpack. He's got all these like patches of his sponsors on him and everything. And, you know, if you yeah. guys watch the boys on Amazon, I haven't seen the show yet, but from what I can see, he, it really seems like the, they're like Superman equivalent is very similar to, uh, to Captain Amazing. He's like really okay. nihilistic and is just kind of in it for the glory, but Captain Amazing doesn't murder anybody or right. as far as we know um, we don't know but maybe he did but yeah, yeah he's just kind of they don't give him they don't give us too much info on him he just wants the sponsorships you know and you can see that mr furious kind of wants that too he just he wants people to recognize him he wants to i think he's looking for sort of his own value which he's so shaken up when he meets the waitress do we know do we know her name is it monica or something yeah yeah she was so, great i like when they introduce her um mm-hmm. she's like, i don't find you threatening <laughs> and then he he like blows and he like gasps a little bit, chuckles, and the mm-hmm. fucking uh, his bloody nose tissue mm-hmm. comes out onto the charity the tip, jar. The tip jar, yeah. For Mister Furious, yeah, I agree. He's um, he does. I think he um, 
I don't know. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but he's also like the biggest team player at the same time. Mm, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's really he's really trying to actually. Yeah, he really you know he's pushing for them to get a publicist. He wants them to go out and mm-hmm. you know stake out and see what the disco boys are up to. Because then otherwise, he's like I'm just lazy boy in the recliner. That's who you guys are. Yeah, he's just, you know on his Harley compatible and he's <laughs> <laughs> riding everywhere doing his thing. Um, I should really walk you home. I just, you know, I should. I think I should walk you home. It's a, you know? it's a, you know, he's his, he's really just trying to put himself out there. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you have to admire that as like mm-hmm. a good trait of his. That's like, yeah. um, but like he's like the only one where you, I feel like you don't really. Um, what's his name? Roy. Yeah, Roy. Yeah, is his real name. He like doesn't have his his secret identity. Isn't really uh, Mister Furious. Kind of like how the other two are like. That, I feel like, the yeah, show, I feel mm-hmm. like uh, William Macy, um, mm-hmm. that's him all the time, yeah, his character. Yeah. But then, like, the Blue Raj is not really himself. So it's, it's mm-hmm. different. We want to move on to the next yeah. character. Uh, let's, next. I guess let's go on to, yeah, let's just go to Blue Raja because there's not quite as much, I feel like, to have to say. So, I mean, Blue Raja okay. is played by Hank Azaria, um, who most of you probably actually would know if you heard him because he plays hella people on The Simpsons. Uh, he was on in the Birdcage, Friends, Along Came Polly, just a lot of bit parts. Um, so this guy is interesting because so his shtick is he throws forks. So I kind of thought of him as being like I was like uh, as being like Bullseye from Marvel Comics, the you know the Daredevil bad guy, as that yeah. you know he's yeah, the yeah. marksman and but his shtick is that he talks in this he's like this very like haughty british accent mother like the whole time but that's only that's part of his persona cuz otherwise he's just this whiny dude who lives with his mom <laughs> okay you know what i side note he was also in run fat boy run I, oh i haven't seen I that didn't realize okay. that but i really mm-hmm. like that movie and like mm-hmm. he plays like the 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 shooter mcgavin character so oh okay he's really good in that movie but he's he's mm-hmm. like really funny but i totally forgot that's him mm-hmm. and he's been like bunch of other yeah. things but and he's um, yeah this guy he really is great as like his comic timing is really good too or like the way he just says people's names wrong he's like he's like uh bowler uh evelyn and he's like carol sorry carol <laughs> like, <laughs> it's such a weird little like quirk that he has and like i said he's just there really for color like i think he's sort of the he's very uh, optimistic and and very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Just very aspirational. You know, he wants more, kind of more for himself too. And you can tell he's really comfortable in his persona. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He owns and, it. Yeah, he, he really does. He really does. Um, and I was always like, that, that'd be kind of dope to like throw a fork so hard that it sticks into a wall, you know? You can't throw, you can't throw a knife once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not knife, man. I'm not stab, man. I'm not, st- not knifey knife boy. Brother. Knifey boy. <laughs> Did you notice when he he throws a at one point he throws a fork and he goes fork yourself like yeah, go fork yourself of course yeah <laughs> for sure like yeah and like they have their that's another thing that's really funny is like they try to have uh, like quippy catchphrases mm-hmm. for themselves <laughs> yeah yeah he's like the main one I think that does mm-hmm. that though right yeah he's really leans hard into the fork gimmick yeah. besides yeah besides well Mister Furious is really great too when he's like attacking the car oh, and God. he's like. People who live in glass houses shouldn't, because this is what happens. He just he tries to elbow the windshield and it doesn't do shit. Like hurts himself. He's like trying yeah. to peel the uh, the peel. logo off of the. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's it this real, hurt. there's this real, just like frantic, 
energy to Ben Stiller. <laughs> it's just really funny. <laughs> I, I really like that scene, by the way. The, yeah, no, the, 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 the tunnel limousine, the, the tunnel scene, the tunnel yeah. fight. Yeah, if you could even call it a fight, but yeah, that was that's I love that's one of my favorite scenes too. Yeah, any more thoughts on Blue Raja before we move on? No. Okay. He lives um, with his so, mom. He lives with his mom, and she eventually. It's a kind of a you know I, I I'm and I'm probably grasping too hard, but. I'm always looking for, yeah, just sort of like comic, subtle comic book nods. So I'm like, it's kind of this, you know, his mom kind of looks like Aunt May and they sort of, mm-hmm. it's a yeah. very similar, similar relationship that they have between like the sort of Aunt May and Peter Parker. What's his real name? Is his name? Uh, who Jeff, his real name? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Okay. Yeah. Jeff. Yeah. Jeffrey. Are you into marijuana? Are, are you? You're cheesing me off so hard, mom. <laughs> I, can't um, even, I can't even tell you how many rules you're breaking right now. <laughs> Shoveler? Yeah, so let's move on. This is he's more or less, I would say, the leader of the of the whole team. So Shoveler, played by William H Macy, whom you would probably know from Shameless, uh, at Jurassic Fargo. Jurassic Park Three. He's got a sick ass mustache in that movie, <laughs> um, and his thing is he fights with a shovel. So I saw, I was like, I thought of him as kind of the Captain America. Yeah. If if anything, like you know, he's got you know yeah. the sort of the high top blonde hair. But I think I realized too, or I read this too. Um, I think the creator intended him to be an homage to the original Flash, the one who wears, you know, the metal helmet. Okay. Yeah, just in terms of the silhouette. I'm like, oh, that makes sense, too. But, yeah, he's really just, like, the center. He's the least insecure of everybody he's like, he's in the, the team. Uh, he's the Leonardo of the group. Yeah, yeah that's I'm a like, really good way to put yeah. it. That's a really good way to put it. Um, they don't have a Donatello. Until like later. Doc Doc Heller is kind of the yeah. We'll get to Doc Heller. Yeah, I didn't ever <laughs> thought about that, but good pull. Well, um, I mean, if like Furious would be Ra- Raphael, and I think uh, mm-hmm, Blue mm-hmm. Raja is not smart enough to be Donatello, but he, I don't, I wouldn't call him Michelangelo either. No, I I think I would say like they, Michelangelo is kind of split between like Spleen and Invisible Boy, if anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, I have here Shoveler was actually well, I mean. This isn't something I thought about or you really think about at the time, but I realized Shoveler is actually the first time that I ever saw an interracial couple, maybe whether in fiction or real life. Dude, like he goes home gonna, to his wife and, yeah. you know, he's got three kids, all of whom are black. His wife's black. And I'm like, okay, right on. Like, that's cool. And he uh, wears the kids catcher's gear for yeah, his uniform. Yeah, the vest. Yeah. Because the first thing she says is like, he needs his pads for his game on Saturday. Like, They're mine. I bought them for him. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm going to name drop this shit. Uh, DJ Just Theo uh, pointed out to me. Um, so he's got three kids, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with High School Musical, but his like eldest son is one of the is one of the High School Musical kids, like Zac Efron's best friend, the dude with like the poofy curly hair. And I'm like, okay. oh my god, it's totally him. So that's pretty. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, everybody's got to start somewhere. But yeah, I <laughs> would say you know I think. He's got some of the best lines too, and just in terms of trying to like rally everyone together. Yeah, we've got a blind date with destiny, and it looks like she's ordered the blobster. <laughs> but, but let's just let's just put it out there: the egg salad monologue is okay. one of the best things I've ever I was seen. Bring that up. Yeah. Absolutely, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, well, the egg salad, of course. Um, that shit looks I, delicious. I like that scene. Always makes me want to eat egg salad. <laughs> it was like the it, that was what made me like actually try egg salad. Was mm. that scene? I'd hated it. But I mean, nowadays it's it's all right. I like it's I like loaded. deviled eggs. It's so. loaded with cholesterol. You got to put paprika. I think my stepmom puts a lot of paprika, so it mm. tastes like a deviled egg, and it gives it sort of that red color anyway. There you go. And I thought it was dope. So apparently, in I think World War One, they actually taught shovel fighting to the troops because 
you know, it was trench warfare. So mm -hmm. you always had a shovel on you. I guess, that makes you sense. know, it's plausible. You know, I think it's a pretty, and it's, as far as a guy who doesn't really have powers, but makes do with what he's got. He's not terrible. Right. Like he's not really a yeah. Like you don't. He's never really the butt of the joke in the movie at all. Well, he's like well. I mean, he does except get a for one. But yeah. Oh, I was gonna say too the whole thing about like about the glasses. He's like he wouldn't be able to see. That doesn't make uh, any sense. That's, that, that's fucking gold. Yeah. Um, but no, the, uh, he's pretty skilled with it. He gets like yeah. the least hurt with um. Dude, he kicks. He kicks weapons. He, he kicks Praz's ass. I didn't realize that was Praz <laughs> until Dig <laughs> man any anything else about the shoveler um, no so that's the main three that's so it's kind of cool because yeah, the movie yeah the movie that. that's who you first meet in the movie and then they actually br so it's almost kind of like power rangers where it starts out with like the core team and then they bring more people in mm -hmm. <laughs> or even just you know like i mentioned before um you know it started out with like wonder woman batman superman and then the, the rest of the justice league kind of grew around them yeah. so yeah you kind of get that it's this weird thing yeah, yeah it's weird like yeah, they're just, friends. you can tell, these are just, you know, like how guys go out and go bowling or play fantasy football. That's what these guys do at night. They have they go lives. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what the Blue Raja does for a job, but like the, you know, Mr. Furious is, uh, he works at the junkyard. Had a scrapyard. And his lady yeah. wants her to like, just junk it. Just yeah. That, that lady. And then uh, the shoveler, what, he's construction, obviously, or a Probably. plumber or something. Yeah. yeah. The the stress ball bit really made me laugh when I was a kid because I remember I, I had a stress ball when I was little so I was always like that, that little sucker just saved your life. <laughs> um, so I think um, well I guess we're kind of going just in order of sort of who gets it how they get introduced in the movies. So mm -hmm. um, this guy doesn't really have as much to do but he is you know he's kind of what sets the plot in motion. So uh, Greg Kinnear uh who you might have seen in like little miss sunshine uh played played a uh, captain amazing and i was like superman or mr incredible slash mr incredible but a sellout who just kind of hates what he does or is just really bored with his job at a certain point so um, he's too good at his job to the point where there's no more villains to fight so his you know the publicity isn't as good and everything like that and mm -hmm. it's, he's not as losing sponsors mm-hmm because they're all patched over his um, suit like a NASCAR mm -hmm. uh, jacket. Pen, yeah, there's. Pen, I tried to look at the logos more clearly this time. So we know that there's the, there's like a Japanese Pepsi patch yeah. on on each of his arms, and then I think I also saw that he was sponsored by Reebok and Pennzoil. <laughs> and he just his costume looked so uncomfortable. He just looked like those really like rigid leather couches that were really fashionable at the time in the late 90s early 2000s it reminds me of like I, not like super resemblance but it just reminds me of like the galaxy quest mm. uniforms do you remember that mm -hmm. movie he didn't have a big part but i did like him i did yeah he was he was it. pretty yeah for what it was like he was very smarmy you know and he yeah. was kind of just out for himself lance hunt it was a he brought, yeah, he's pretending to read a an endorsement letter from himself as his alter ego, but it's just a grocery list, you know? And, like, his alter ego is, like, his lawyer or something, but it's He's him. a billion, billionaire lawyer. He's like, yeah, and Shoveler thinks that Lance Hunt is, I guess, well, similar to Iron Man that, you know, like, how, like, people, you know, the original ruse was Iron Man is Tony Stark's bodyguard. You know, mm -hmm. he's just a Stark employee. He's saying that, you know, if we had a billionaire benefactor like Lance Hunt, like, <laughs> and yeah, we could get some good, we could get some sponsors too. But yeah, so I was just, again, like kind of reading between the lines. Cause honestly, as I watched this movie, I was like, I wish 
So this was a very loose adaptation from some underground comic, but given the world of the movie, it had me really thinking about sort of the mythology of it. So mm-hmm. they say that Casanova Frankenstein had been in prison for 20 years. And if this does take place in like an alternate 98, 99, then that means Captain Amazing kind of put him away in 78, 79, which in our world is when Superman the movie came out. So I kind of like thought, you know, that was... Mm. Just sort of like a weird well, it, little read between the much, lines. Well, yeah. they also kind of do it like that. That whole glasses bit is a take on mm-hmm. Superman. Obviously, oh yeah, totally. Because I don't understand. I never understood it, and I know every mm-hmm. single fan at one point was like, "Well, how come they can't tell he's Clark Kent? He just takes his glasses off." Mm-hmm. So it's a, uh, I, I yeah, he is Superman. Um, yeah, pretty much just no cape. Sell out, sell out, Superman. Yes. Yeah. And but his his honestly though his. Uh, his plot was kind of, I don't think he really thought it through because, you know, he, he he springs free his greatest nemesis only to try to put him away again, you know, just to right. get enough just to like re-up his, spon- yeah. yeah, enough to re-up his sponsors and everything, sponsorships and everything. So, you know, I think he was oh, getting, dang. getting up, there. <laughs> <laughs> getting desperate, getting up there, yes. It's funny every time I watch that with someone, like they don't laugh at that part. Like, it's pretty fucking fun. There's yeah, there's a lot of little just like bits that are just really mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, just weird little character quirks and choices and stuff. So that actually brings us uh, to the moron, villain of the piece. Yes, <laughs> this brings us to again uh, Casanova Frankenstein, played by Jeffrey Rush, who was oh uh, the bad guy. Well, not the bad. Well, only in the first Pirates of the Caribbean, and then he's in the rest of them as kind of an anti-hero. But I know he's a very serious legit actor besides that but yeah this dude he's he's so he's so fucking fun to watch yeah i mean can we just get out of the way and say maybe he's the secret sauce of the movie i would yeah i would say so i think he's he's kind of this you could he's kind of like a hedonistic dude like he's just got this very like light and breezy he's not really that threatening but you know he's got like the cocaine nail that he tries to stab ben stiller with yeah and he's got he's in you know he's got the gold nail polish and and everything. Who do you think he is based on? Because I, I, would, I can't really yeah. pinpoint. You know, much. yeah. So again, he's got this very like sort of German gentleman thing going on, but he's also into like doomsday devices. So I kind of just my first uh, guess was you know, kind of like a mix of Doctor Doom and Lex Luthor. You know. Okay. Yeah. Because you know, just that's but that sort You're of right. European flair. But but he also kind of all these gangs in town all kind of respect and work under him, which is interesting. So that's the other thing. It seems like a lot of this shit happened twenty years ago because even the gangs are all you know the disco. He has the disco right. boys and the frat boys. So it's like this weird warriors esque kind of alliance of gangs but then you had the good the not so goody mob played by the actual goody mob oh yeah huh i totally forgot about them mm-hmm. i forgot CeeLo was in that with mm-hmm. his with his boys i would like, like to double bu- i would like to double burger with a lot of fries <laughs> would you boys like something to drink it's he almost takes a 180 from how they introduce him he looks like mm-hmm. really demented but when he's out yeah. he's just like the funniest guy ever oh he. Yeah, i mean well similar to i think yeah similar to captain amazing like you know he knows the persona and he's just like leaning super heavy into it you know like none of these guys it never really feels like life or death that just kind of seems like you know actually yes yeah, similar to the the regular guy like the mystery man team or whatever like this right. it, this is almost just like a hobby for everybody well yeah, they even say like yeah you, their greatest nemesis 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 what is what 
What's the plural there? <laughs> yeah. Um, like this, their interaction like that, it yeah. shows that they yeah. go back. Yeah, the, I love that bit where he's, he's telling him to disarm all of the booby traps and everything. Mm. I'm like, yeah, dude, like this is so fucking meta and like really just like it's not like putting a middle finger up to like the superhero genre, but it is like it's yeah. really poking fun at, at just all the tropes and everything. Yeah, we know each other all too well, Lance. Don't we? <laughs> he's the yeah. only one besides Ben Stiller mm-hmm. that know he's Lan- mm-hmm. that knows he's Lance Hunt. Mm-hmm. It's fucking ridiculous. And then who's next? Is it, uh, uh, yeah, we're just going in, in in story order. Uh, I was gonna go with. Uh, let's see. No, I was gonna waitress, go with right? or Helen. Well, I guess yeah. We can talk about. Uh, we can talk about. Yeah, let's go with the waitress. I would. I don't want to say she's like snooty or smug, but it's very uninterested. Maybe she gets hit mm-hmm. on a lot. I don't know. I mean, and, yeah, she's she's yeah, she's a very a little, pretty woman. But you also see these movies like you kind of live vicariously through the characters, so you forget that there's just three guys in some really weird costumes at a diner. So mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't always just be like engaging with people like that all the time. Yeah. It's not San Francisco, obviously. So it's just, uh, this guy has a shovel. What the fuck does he have a shovel for? This guy's nose is bleeding. He's dressed like a, I don't even know where he's from. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see why she's creeped out. And it's also like, she's also kind of rude to them. He's just uh, put off, you know. Yeah. Let's all all be little robots and believe. (laughs) Let's all be good little automaton droids. (laughs) Like that's, again, that's like super peak Ben Stiller shit where he's like, it reminds me of the scene in Meet the Parents where he's he says bomb on the plane because he's oh, really yeah. like <laughs> like he's had it and he's trying to stuff his his carry on overhead and everything. Uh, so yeah, next as uh, uh, let's see, yeah, Invisible Boy played by again Kel Mitchell who mm-hmm. and I was like oh shit like he dyed his hair like he had this he had he looks like yeah, Cisco was... is it wasn't it Cisco who had his hair like that yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I mean everyone does that now oh. too oh, like that fair came enough. back yeah. Um, but no, at the time it just—it was weird to see Kel mm-hmm. like that. But it wasn't—it—it it, it didn't bug me too much. I was like, oh, he's just doing the trend. He was very—he was just very, uh, yeah, very earnest. You know, like not really like joking. Like if anything, that was more of the—that was more where the humor was with his character. Oh yeah. Like, hey, Dad. I'm, I'm going, going to my, my room, room with, with three, <laughs> three strange men. <laughs> All my life, I've been ignored by people, and then one day. I finally found out I had the power to disappear. <laughs> like that actually almost sounds like a fucking all that sketch, like yeah. sketch premise. Like yeah. so apparently, so for people, <laughs> for people who don't know, the invisible boy's powers work so that he's in only invisible if no one's looking at him, <laughs> it's even himself. <laughs> so apparently, the fucking. <laughs> I love how you, Ben Stiller is also just playing with some weird like. Like a glow like, in the dark fly, yeah. It's like nineties like in the, it's like nineties in the hand, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. whatever was hot in the nineties was in his hand right there. Like people love glow shit. in the dark. People love bugs. People love glow in the dark. People love squeezy toys. Well, like that was and, yeah, yeah. uh huh. That's true. Um, he was, so he's just playing with it. He's like, so uh-huh. you can only see that when they're not looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently the 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 creator who also co wrote the movie. Uh, they were sh- just schmoozing at a Hollywood party as one does and talking about the movie. Mm-hmm. And the only people who actually came from like the comic this was based on was uh, Mr. Furious, Shoveler, and Spleen. But the creator apparently was drunk. And then he's like, what if there was a guy who was only invisible if you weren't looking at him? <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's fucking amazing. That's pretty but, good. Yeah. It's, it, is, it is very um, meta, as you said. Yeah. Because, so. um, yeah, that's every character has a achilles heel so that's definitely his you know oh, yeah. um so but i put yeah in terms of 
parallels. I, he kind of struck me as sort of like, you know, sort of like the young idealist who joins the team. He struck me as kind of like a Peter Parker meets Tim Drake. Tim Drake being very savvy, Peter Parker being very like, you know, just kind of like the little brother of like the Avengers and shit like that. Tim Drake is a good is a good comparison. A lot of yeah. DC characters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, I just put it here. His uh, his little eye flicker when he finally activates his powers, like he does this, like his like eyes kind of roll go back, and his yeah, I, I was like <laughs> I he's just really that. finally finally feeling it. That's amazing. It, it it just got to the point where it's almost confusing. confusing. <laughs> So I was then, just wondering when we were yeah. going to see your powers. Your superpowers. Very good, very good uh, segue. So next we got the Spleen, who, in addition to being played by Paul Rubin slash Pee Wee Herman, I think, yeah, I fucking loved him just because fart humor was so funny to me at the time. Like, who didn't love fart jokes? And, and his I whole thing. Mm-hmm. Is this where Pull My Finger came from? Or is that like a thing no. that, just got co- that just got put into I, the movie? I think Pull My Finger has, has probably... For decades now, long I mean, shelf life. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I only heard about it through this. So, but I hear a lot of people do it. So I'm like, did you guys so see the My my question is, so he never triggers it by himself. So is that the only way it works? Is someone else has to pull his finger for his like superpower farts to kick in? I never noticed that until now. Well, he does walk across the hot rocks and, it, and he's like, let. Is, does oh, he that's just have true. Gas? Does he just yeah. have dormant gas? I, I, it might. It I might know. be. Yeah. Maybe that's just how you get the mass effect of the power. That's true. It's I'm trying to think if there's any other superheroes like that where do their you have to trigger their power somehow like secondhand, but Oh the um Yeah. The the from New Mutants, the main character. Like you got you gotta be hella scared of something for her to like kinda Oh you know, yeah, yeah. The so that kinda counts. bear chick, yeah. So I was saying in terms of like comic Mace Windu needs someone to be angry <laughs> yeah. for it to work against yeah. or use it against them. Yeah, I was going to say the kind of comic parallels. um, So his powers were placed upon him by a curse. Um, So I was like, well, Juggernaut's kind of that way. He touched Mm. some cursed ruby, so that's why he's stuck in... He's all roided out and stuck in that Mm. suit and everything. Um, About Venom? Yeah. Yeah, okay, maybe a little bit of Venom. Um, I put also just... I think I put Nightcrawler, but only because it's like gas. You know, okay. when he goes off. But also, I was good. I think I, I think I just made that association because uh, Paul Rubens kind of reminds me of... Paul Rubens and Alan Cumming kind of look alike to me, the guy who plays Nightcrawler in X2. Oh, yeah, you're right. And they bit. got they both got the shit on their face. Like, he just has all the acne, though. Like, I did... It's a pretty good performance, though. Like, you don't even stop... I, I never get taken out and be like, that's Pee-wee, but because he just leans so hard. Well, you could, you could hella tell. Like, if he well, lets you know, like, you could you could totally see it. Like, it's yeah, no, actually, yeah, actually, no. There's a couple, like, the, what I like, too, about this movie is some of these guys actually do, like, little callbacks to their other famously used characters like uh or famously played characters like hank azaria he does like the you know that he plays the professor in the simpsons so he does like a glyvin like that kind of shit and he does his apu he does his apu voice over the radio did you catch that no so when uh when uh when roy is trying to break down the the jitney and he's listening to the radio and there's a there's a radio report saying how Captain Amazing has been missing. It's just Hank Azaria doing his Apu voice. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, but here with, with Spleen, I think it's, yeah, when they meet him in the diner and he's trying to scoot into the booth, he does a little oh, kiwi. He's like, yeah. excuse me, mm-hmm. excuse me. 
Excuse me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And whenever he yells, it's just Pee Wee, you know, like secret word. Trigger. When there's like that scene where he's like trying to like get close to the bowler and he's doing mm-hmm. like little kissy faces. That's kind of it's. That's he, oh yeah, he, he does looks, this. Yeah, yeah, he looks kind of like Pee Wee. I mean, it's his face. So the Pee Wee, the the Pee Wee flirty bedroom eyes thing that there he does. Go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his style <laughs> looks super dated too. Like, he's got like the he's, the, plat- like the platforms. The yeah. yeah, he's got like the fringe and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, the the song he walks into in his intro is uh, "Planet Claire" by the B fifty twos. Okay, Like, but it's got but that I, dope. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could hear it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So then we that brings us to uh, yeah, Janine Garofalo's "The Bowler" and. Jeannie Garofalo is very, very, I think she was, that was definitely her peak, right? The nineties. Like she was like a comedy mainstay in the nineties yeah. of like, yeah. Yeah. She's stand very, up, right? Very, yeah. Mostly stand up, but she did some stuff like, she's I guess in dogma. She's in, yeah, she's in dogma. She's in uh, Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. Just a few things. I can't really yeah. recall everything, but I, I do yeah. enjoy, I do enjoy her stuff. Yeah. She, so she comes, you know, she comes in and her thing is that, she says she got her powers from her father, so her she's like a second gen hero, kind of like kind of like a Wally West after Barry Allen, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and uh, her father was killed. Uh, we ultimately learn he was killed by a disco themed crime boss, uh, right? Tony P. And she takes she, his skull and puts it in a ball, and yeah, in she fights fight, fights with it. So I'm like, "Your baby bowler, <laughs> yeah. hi." I'm the one who gave your daddy the shaft. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that always kind of freaked me out. I think skull oh, imagery always kind of freaked me out when I was a kid. So that's very big in the '90s too. I think. Oh skulls. yeah, for but, sure. Um, I think the Blue Raja has another mis misnaming with the the skull. Yeah, like, yeah, he called so, Carmine. But like the name like, is Carmine. She's like Sal. Carmine, Carmine. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So like, I guess like it's so. Is her powers like she can only control bowling balls like telekinetically? You think? Because it seems like the ball is. Well, I mean, it says like her dad's head, head skull is in the ball, so it looks like the ball is like sentient, which is interesting. So it's like it looks like it has a mind of its own and shit. Like her powers are definitely the most actually imposing. I would say of them all. Yeah, I I would say it's only that ball. Like it's, it's just it's the one because ball. it's because it's that's right yeah dad's head but that's true i don't know how they didn't say how he how he I did mean, i assume thing. i assume it's the same power so maybe maybe he was like again a, like a telekinetic but only right. with bowling balls he's maybe he was just a bowling ball kinetic. yeah 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 so that makes sense if it's yeah. if she's the same way yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. i was gonna say like i think this is a thing like again like just i'm just grasping at straws at this point but i think with katana from dc she's the the chick with the sword she's in suicide squad she also has the soul of a loved one contained within her weapon of choice. So I think that's, mm. there's a little bit there, but I mean, the most that she does is, yeah, like she spends the whole movie just kind of like giving Ben Stiller shit. And it's like just their whole, like, why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have another always, one. They have another yeah. one where they do it too. It's uh, why don't you, isn't it? Why don't you, why don't you or whatever? Like I forget. something like that. Yeah. But yeah. And then she's always arguing with her dad who apparently her dad is like, kind of like kind of homophobic and <laughs> really conservative <laughs> what else uh who else is about uh we, the sphinx bro oh there we Speak, go speaking of i heard he could like cut guns in half with his mind <laughs> he's terribly mysterious so he is uh so this, he's mysterious this the sphinx comes in uh and he is not from their city 
but he comes in to be their mentor and bring them together as a group as a he team lives at but, like lake merced or something yeah i don't yeah it just looks like a shitty municipal park you know right. like it, it's like a pond next to it um or like a campground or something but yeah his thing is just that he gives you advice by saying these really circular sentences but it honestly makes some sense but it's but oh, that's yeah. you realize that's 80 percent of his character's dialogue and when ben stiller calls it out it's it's pretty funny yeah um i think my favorite how to master your rage your rage of becoming a master that's what you're gonna say, right? Not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> I did give Ben Stiller props, though. Or I mean, Mr. Furious, because he does try everything. Mm-hmm. He just isn't willing to. He he thinks he's already there, so he's already, he thinks he's being yeah. taught something he already knows. Which yeah, that's usually what teachers do. So he he thinks he's ready, but he put he wasn't ready yet. He couldn't balance the tackle. You got you got to open yourself. Yeah. Open yourself to new to new experiences. And he came back. He was looking for uh-huh. his wallet with hang loose on. <laughs> There's a picture of a kit with a picture of a kitten. <laughs> um, sorry, the Sphinx. Um, yeah, he, he said he has only... a couple of gems. He, he said the, yeah, the wise man. The wise man is weakest when he thinks him, or the strong man is the wise man is weakest when he thinks himself strong or something. <laughs> his costume is pretty pretty odd. He looks yeah, like he... the ba- the the thing that's weird is he looks like the ballerina man from the audition scene. Oh, it's the same like hood and cowl yeah. look. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like a uh, Tommy coming in Power Rangers and taking over the team because they're that's not true. doing so well. Yeah, I was gonna say I couldn't really <clears throat> think of a like superhero parallel for him. Uh, I would just think I just thought of the Spectre because he's got the hood and yeah. everything like that. But but yeah, as far as characters, mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't know who he's like. Like you know, he's kind of a like prof- a... kind of a kind of a Professor X because he's yeah. trying to train oh, the team and like teach them to use that's their perfect. powers and everything. Yeah, yeah. And he was in the Street Fighter movie, so that's a that ties back to what we were talking about earlier. You must conceal today. your weapon from your enemy. Like, you yeah. must you must hide your what was it? You must hide your strikes from your opponent. You so you will then yeah. so then you will more effectively strike his hide. <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> when you can learn to balance attack hammer on your head, you will lunge out at your foes with a balanced attack <laughs> so, you could tell good. they had you could tell they had fun riding that shit oh for sure mm-hmm. I, like until i say it myself it, sometimes i don't even get it until yeah you honestly it you have to you have to just give it give it a thing who's next heller uh oh yeah i didn't even <laughs> write anything yet yeah so they have their their tech guy their gadget man doc heller played by tom waits who is like a singer and but he sings really his songs are super weird i think he has a really okay. big fan base but did you notice that shit how he was talking with his hands the whole time like his hands are always yeah. spread out and the fact that he he did that so he could he wrote his he all his lines are written down on his hands so he was just talking with his hands so he could cheat okay oh boy. that's interesting for that's sure like yeah but he's the weird yeah he's the weird gadget man who gives them all their all of their tech. What's your What's your favorite of the of the weapons that that he gives them? The the fun. Like I only remember what he says. Like when it's funny. Like when they're looking around, it's like, oh, don't touch that. That's a blame thrower. Yeah, yeah. Like, the blame thrower is pretty fucking. It's, funny. it's more of like his presentation of what it is yeah. rather than the actual like. Uh huh. The like the tornado can it's, was pretty cool. Based on simple dry cleaning technology, <laughs> the clothes <laughs> shrinker. I can also give you a leather carrying case for it too. <laughs> yeah, like they're not. Uh, I, I don't like any of them more than the other, but just the way he, you know, pitches it to them. It's, it's that's great. true. Like, yeah. Oh, everything in here is non-lethal, but he, he's a good addition. He's like he's got a, Lucius got a, Fox. Yeah. Lucius Fox. There you go. I'm like, who the fuck makes gadgets for superheroes? Like, 
Why couldn't I? Couldn't I think of anyone? <laughs> but there you go. There you go. Got yeah. Lucius Fox, who you know he's got a thing for old ladies. <laughs> Just schmoozing at yeah, the that's retirement they meet home. A, they meet him yeah. at the retirement home. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And is that so, it for the characters? So I, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, like you know, we already kind of went into the disco boys and stuff. I think. Yeah. I every time I hear that BG song, I just think of he just looks like he's hella he's hella vibing. You know, every time I hear Night Fever, I just like to do that. Just put out my arms <laughs> and just feel it. That's a good song though too. That might yeah. be my favorite BG song. Okay, uh, I'm not a big yeah. BGs. But uh, if any, but if there are do, any, yeah. I mean, when I see him in movies like this, yeah, I do love those songs. Yeah. Like, how do you want to attack this? I know you have to go pretty soon. Um, oh, I'm okay um, for. I'm okay right now still. Um, we let's see. I was just gonna say like, yeah, there's just a lot of little other things that I picked up on. Uh, was just the weird little. They do a lot of weird little handshakes in the in this yeah. movie. They do, yeah, you they know, do. The they they put like their hang loose fingers together and then, then they, they wiggle, just yeah. wiggle them like that's pretty dope. <laughs> Um, and uh, then they they high five you know they high five with just the middle and the index fingers mm. <laughs> I'm like that's how you can tell these guys spend way too much time together. <laughs> it's also like a it's just very futuristic too, like that. I feel like they they try to step out the box and everything. Mm-hmm. Even like the uh, I like I really do like the scene with the um the the auditions. Oh yeah, yeah that's probably what the, we get a Dane Cook. Uh, oh yeah, we got a the Dan, young Dane Cook with fro- frosted tips. <laughs> I love that waffler scene where he just like yeah, burns yeah. his face with the. Well, no, he like it wasn't plugged in, so he was just making the noise himself. Yeah, but it like, just. Ah, but the way yeah. they react, it's just yeah. Know, it's PMS Avenger. PMS Avenger. Four days a month. That's pretty fucking that? funny. So that uh, means her powers only work <laughs> when she's on her period. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, then uh, you got the squeegee man. That oh, that's like, who the one who's is that the one who says keep saying feel the power like that's he's what like, you kept texting I'm squeegee me. Man, can you feel the power? And he's like <laughs> has a squeegee and I think it's uh, the Blue Raj's face. And then uh, ballerina man, I think that's it. Unless that but was, that's where they meet the bowler. She yeah. comes in late and he's like you gotta go pretend being a superhero somewhere else. And she launches her She's shit at school. Them. Schools their asses, you know. Um, but yeah, another thing that I thought was uh, again so def- another kind of Batman. Uh, rib, particularly the the last two Batman movies that came out before this. Mm. Uh, there was an unnecessary third act chrome costume glow up. Okay. So, it act, but it actually right. sees that you see they, they you don't really think of it because they're just at one point they're just in their little training well, camp their, yeah. sewing and shit, and then yeah, then there's a suit up. It's the same as the Batman's, where it's just all these up close shots of them like putting on all their bits. He, anyone have a thimble? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, everybody has just got. Everyone's just chromed out, but I was like, they they knew what they were doing. That was such like a dig at the Batman franchise for sure. Yeah. Well, they even yeah. do the shot where they're like, I think uh, Invisible Boy turns around to walk away. He's oh no, no, it's Mister Furious. Because <laughs> okay, at that point, go. he's like, because at that point, what's it? Monica got to him and was like, just be Roy. And then yeah. he has his, you know, he has his very like, yeah, again, kind of Spider Man esque identity crisis where he mm. doesn't really know who he is anywhere like, who i mm, i who, yeah who's who's roy he's like what well, i don't do anything i go <laughs> like again it's really been stiller at like all of his best okay, i feel like people haven't spoilers. seen this movie yet yeah this is I a cold, wanna, cold thing so. I, i'm not gonna spoil like the the funny sure. the funny the funniest parts yes that's 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 fair yeah i think that's kind of all i have we have uh, i think one other question through the through instagram which i think maybe we could kind of close out on 
okay. uh, if you want to just go on that. So this one comes from Jim Statu. Thank you, Jim Statu, uh, who said, uh, who asks, would you want a remake of this movie or a sequel? Are they all alive to do a sequel? Yeah, at one point I thought William H. Macy was dead, but he's totally still alive. I I, I had him confused with another guy from Jurassic Park 3. funny. <laughs> well, there was a... No, but you know what? There was a lot of death also, hoaxes. There was also there was, a Kel Mitchell one, too. There was a... Yeah, I was going to say, there was a Kel Mitchell that death hoax. That might be the hoax. biggest one, yeah. Yeah, that was, that, was a, that was in the MySpace days, so there was... There was the Kel Mitchell death hoax and the Ben Savage death hoax. Uh, yeah, the, I remember the bulletins. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. No way. Like, Do I, would I want a remake? No. I don't no, think so. I, I would say everyone's still here, and it would be really funny to see. I would love I – I just want to see more of this world, you know? Like, I would sure. love yeah. an in-universe comic of how – like, in, yeah, just a prequel comic of how – uh, Shoveler, Mr. Furious, and Blue Raja got together in the first place. Like, you kind of want to just... I want to know more about these gangs, these very gimmicky gangs, and wh- how they function and everything. Yeah, um, if there, yeah, if there's, like, a comic or a book, that'd be great. Um, I'm not mm. a big fan of reboots or remakes. Yeah. Like, I don't like seeing the same character played by a different person, mm-hmm. I guess. Because, like, like, for me, the perfect example would be Solo, because... Even though they do go back a long time to have him be young, uh, he still looks way different than Harrison Ford. Cause I think Harrison Ford was really young in the first Star Wars. I think he was like thirty-four or something like that. Okay, 30, but he does, I, I can't imagine he looked that different from. Yeah, exactly. Like, how old was he supposed to be in Solo? You know, like but how old is? I think it's only supposed. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be. He's supposed to be like twenty-two or something like that. So ten years. I don't think he yeah. would have looked that. because he, he looked pretty young in the first Star yeah. Wars, even though he looks old as fuck now, but. To me, it's just too it's too different to yeah. for me to really suspend my disbelief. Yeah. Um, so that's why I wouldn't want to remake, especially of this. But yeah, um, the sequel I wouldn't be against it if they could make it funny. I just think yeah, it would be hard sure. to get. I don't think the humor would hit. I don't think any of them really have the I same mean, kind of yeah, humor. Yeah, ab- so. absolutely nothing. Nothing so far out like twenty years later. But like <laughs> if they did mm-hmm. something a couple of years later, because it would have been it would have been interesting to see basically they got what they want now like they're they're the city's heroes you know they are they're getting all the recognition and it's like so how do right. they each you know it's kind of like when a band hits it big like how does each member cope with the fame here how yeah, do... if they did like a cartoon that'd be cool yeah. like, so they could at least voice it and then you know but i think it'd be a lot to yeah. it'd be you really yeah. need a high demand for it this was yeah this was yeah this was such a <laughs> I was going to say Dark Horse, which is funny because I think it was actually produced by Dark Horse. Mm. Uh, Dark Horse had a production uh, company or whatever at a a certain point. But yeah, this is such a, again, it's like I acknowledge that it's not for everybody, but it's if you give it a chance, I think there's a lot to enjoy. Like some people get really turned off by superhero movies because they are so samey. You know, the third act is all this big fight, but it's just you know, them fighting a bunch of CGI bad guys because they have to fight something. Um, but it's really, this movie is really just about, yeah, like what would it actually be like to be like a superhero team, like to be a group of people who see each other all the time? It's just like with your friends. If you see your friends all day, every day, no matter how close you are, inevitably you'll kind of get sick of each other <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, um, of course. Um, yeah, so it's, it's also but there is still the- something that brings you together. Go ahead, yeah. It's also not like I feel when I watch this movie, I'm not as invested in the stakes, like as in mm-hmm. Cap- oh hell Cap- no, like Cap- no, no, no. going to destroy the world. You you really yeah. just want to see 
you you want to see them win one. That's like what yeah. you. It doesn't matter if it's the big one or the small. You just want to see them get a victory. That's all it is. Because you feel like they just lose all the time. So that's what makes I think the whole movie a lot better. Is because you you see like they're they want to be good. They want to be those heroes, but they're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. They're they're still they're not on the same page. They don't know what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. They think they know what they're doing. So it's what, what would you call that like? Maybe I mean, it's kinda, definitely, it's definitely like an underdog. Yeah. yeah, it's an underdog kinda, story. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. kind of like yeah, okay. like your mighty, like your mighty ducks is your little giants, your, sandlot. yeah. your sandlots. Yeah, absolutely. Where it's more just like you just like hanging out with these people, even though they kind of hate each other, <laughs> like right. yeah. uh, at the same time. Because even when they yeah. recruit mm-hmm. everyone, they're not really sold on like their powers. Like yeah, they're they're still kind of they're all kind of sizing each other up the whole time, mm-hmm. and it's kind of encapsulated in like the bonding exercise, where uh, Sphinx is like, "I believe in my powers," and then they're like, "I believe, I believe in my in powers." The powers of my, I trust my the powers of my teammates. <laughs> Just, this movie seems mm-hmm. like it's a. Uh, like the director's like, "Okay, you guys want to do this scene? Oh, that'd be really funny. Let's go do that." It didn't yeah. seem like it was written. It was more like they had these really good ideas for spots mm-hmm. and it just they they were able to tie it in together but yeah it's, and it's you, really good. you have so I many yeah and it's like you have so many different uh approaches to comedy in the cast you have mm. the very yeah sticky cartoony aspect with hank azaria even more so like similarly with pee with the paul rubens but you have the more yeah the more grounded sarcastic kind of like shitty uh shitty comedic sensibility and, and it, by shitty i just mean like they're giving you shit like with the ben stiller and the janine garofalo so yeah. apparently yeah they argued like there was a lot of arguments as to the comedic tone but i think i think that's why it works is because there's kind of something for kind of something for everyone in i think in a so sense. And like depending on your comedic yeah mm-hmm. depending on your nobody really yeah it's it's very interesting especially for like we all just met these people here and now in this movie, and it's just this only one movie, but it just feels so much like everybody kind of, everybody has their chance to shine. Everybody kind of has their their little moment and everything. Well, that's a good point because I used to watch this movie with my grandma on VHS all the time. And uh, she would, like, I don't, I could tell you that most of that humor is not her humor, but she really loved Casanova Frankenstein. She thought his performance was great. So mm-hmm. every like some every once in a while we'd be talking and she'd be like, Who was that guy in that movie? He was he I can was, I like, can see why villain yeah. and yeah. But he was you know, she would be more specific than that, but I knew what she was mm-hmm. talking about when she would bring it up. Yeah. And I used to think that was so cool because you know, she was way older than me. I, I could see that. Uh he definitely gives off sort of like a Mel Brooks like you feel like you'd see him in like Young Frankenstein or one of those yeah. Mel Brooks movies or he's a very kind of a it's a kind of a Peter Sellers kind of he, kind of was performance. Was he in anything like that before? Cuz maybe she knew him from something like that. Maybe I'm not sure like I said it seemed like he does a, he did a lot of I think he's one of those classically trained actors and and everything. Mm-hmm. So um I got one more big thing I think we haven't addressed. Uh and I'm surprised that we haven't. And I think that can we could, that can probably be the high note to go off on, unless you got anything yeah. else you want to throw in. Um, uh, uh, yeah, this check it out. And also, you gotta so that way you can show that oh you're actually really down because this movie is what brought Smash Mouth's All Star into the public consciousness. There we go. Like three whole ass years. Okay, maybe only two years before Shrek, but still. When did Shrek come was, out? Two thousand one. 2001 yeah like the end of 2000 no 
end of two thousand one, maybe. Yeah, something like, like that. It, I think I it was video summer. By the end of the year. Yeah, it so. was summer two thousand one. I had it on yeah. VHS by Christmas. So okay, yeah, summer. That's fair. So this was the first, even though I mean Shrek took it to a whole nother level, but it was on the soundtrack for this movie first. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, it was also a hit. It was. I mean, it was right. a good song regardless. Yeah. yeah. And then Shrek just kind of took it even further. I used to have uh, when I was doing sec when I was teaching second grade at the after school uh, program. Mm-hmm. That's I would have a uh, music time with the kids. Mm-hmm. And that was a song I wouldn't have them sing. I get I printed out yeah. the lyrics and we and they like memorize it. I got a video of them like performing it too. It's pretty dope. It is a gem from from the nineties from from Y two K. Tasty, uh, tasty. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, check this out. It's not streaming anywhere currently, but you can definitely rent it or find it secondhand somewhere. I'd say it's worth the watch, especially if you like are interested in anyone in the cast. It's. A very it's just a good it's just a good time it's just a kind of like a sit down and enjoy very again low stakes it's very dialogue driven um yeah so check it out check out mystery man it's a hidden gem Total it is sleeper. a hidden gem absolutely sure. so with that without further ado um i just want to say uh i have been michael and who are, who have you been <laughs> i have been andrew And uh, remember, guys, uh, if you doubt your powers, all you do is give power to your doubts. And Mm. we're too old for this shit. Vaya con Dios.